0: Three, two, one. Welcome to Learn Videography, a podcast dedicated to mastering the art and business of becoming a full-time videographer. Presented by Industry Jump, hosted by director Kyle Loftus and producer J.J.
1: Ingler. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Learn Videography, your podcast to learn everything you need to know about becoming a full-time videographer. I'm your host, J.J. from Industry Jump. And as always, I'm here with my co-host, Kyle Loftus. Woo!
0: Scared! What's up, Kyle? <laughs> What's good,
1: man? <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. How about yourself? Good. Fantastic. Can't complain. Excited for another episode here where we're talking about video marketing and how to set yourself up for success with your clients for the long term. And also, I wanted to give a big shout out to all of our new listeners. We now have listeners in over 75 countries around the world, hey. and we haven't even been live for, you know, more than a couple of months. So it's, it's really exciting to have you all on this journey with us. You know, when Kyle and I started this a while back, we just we wanted to provide value. We wanted to get straight to the point and give you guys all pro tips so we can save you from a lot of the mistakes that we've made along the way. Uh, And I think it's working so far. You know, we're getting a lot of great reviews. So thank you for sending in those reviews. Uh, You know, thanks for sending us all the love from all of these countries around the world. So thank you for joining us on this journey.
0: Yeah. and, And if you haven't already, please go back and listen to all of our previous episodes. So the great thing about this podcast is that week after week, we are building upon each and every episode, so we highly encourage you to to head back to our first episode if you haven't already and start from there. You definitely will not regret it. Otherwise, let's get started with announcing our five star review of this week. For those of you who would like to win over five hundred dollars in prizes and a chance to be featured in our next episode, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to send us a screenshot at Learn Videography on Instagram for your chance to win. Without further ado. Our five-star review today came from Michael Hall. Michael said, an essential for anyone getting into the film industry, an invaluable source of knowledge. Hey, Hey. let's go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Love it. Thank you, Michael, for sending in that review. Much appreciated.
0: Super dope, man. Awesome.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Uh, So why don't we get right into the episode, ladies and gentlemen. So today we're talking about video marketing um, and You know, the goal with this episode is to help you position yourself with clients for the long term. You know, so many of us do one-off videos, but where you start to really make some money and start to have what you need to grow your business is with long-term clients, retainer clients that come back month over month. And so much of building these relationships comes with putting together a long-term strategy. Now, in order for your client to be able to sustain that long-term strategy, they need the videos that you make for them to make them money, to help them grow their business. And that is how you are able to put together a complementary relationship between you and your client for many years to come. But this is just so much bigger than what do you need for this first video. It's looking at the client's business overall and putting together you know, short and long-term goals for them to accomplish the things that they need to accomplish. And so for today's episode, I'm going to do my best to bring you through everything that I do from a video marketing standpoint. This is one of my specialties as a content creator and as a business owner. Uh, and Kyle's going to guide us through this process, ask all of the questions he can yes, ask as yes. a fellow content creator. Uh, and hopefully you will leave this episode not only with the understanding of how video marketing works, but how to communicate these things to your clients so you can set up your clients for long-term success and build retainer clients and grow your video business Uh, so the first thing that I always talk about when a client comes to me and says hey JJ I need you to make me a video and I just start from the very beginning of what is your goal you know what problem are you trying to solve here Um, and what have you done so far you know so like what is your business okay well I sell shoes and I'm looking to sell more shoes fantastic where do you sell these shoes You know, well, I sell these shoes online and I sell these shoes to this type of customer. Fantastic. Where does this type of customer interact on the internet? You know, is it Instagram? Is it online? Is it on blogs? Is it on websites? You know, you need to know all this stuff to understand your client. So um, it really just starts in the beginning with figuring out what problem this client is trying to solve and then, getting a really good understanding of who they are as the as a business owner and understanding the business so you can figure out where they want to go. Kyle, when you're working with first time clients, how do you learn about first time, you know, clients and and the businesses that they have?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I I think the first thing first, you know, is, is getting on that introductory discovery call. And as you kind of mentioned, asking these preliminary questions, just learning about the business, um, what are they doing right now? Where are they looking to go? What is their main product or, or if they're a service-based business, you know, what exactly are they providing as their service and who is their main demographic, who is their target audience? And, And more specifically, you know, if they have that kind of customer avatar, who is that? So we can kind of start developing a strategy in regards to the creative, in regards to how exactly we're going to target them, what story we're going to tell, um, what campaign we're going to develop that's going to lead into, you know, targeted action or generate, you know, purchases online, whatever that may be.
1: Yeah, I love that you brought up the customer avatar. We also refer to these as customer personas, and this is essentially a mock-up of what you think or who you think this customer is. You know, so when I was building Industry Jump, I literally drew out, you know, a male and a female. And I was like, this person is 18 to 24 years of age. They like these hobbies. They live on these platforms they are looking to achieve these goals this is what they value this is the monthly income this is the the marriage status they are non-homeowner etc you know and you really build out who these customers are and you try to you know bring them to life because when you're able to do that you can start to solve these marketing problems much more organically because it just starts to make sense of like who is this customer You know, well, it's this person and very similar to how we went about building this podcast. You know, we knew we were targeting content creators that were looking to build the video businesses within, you know, the first four years of the business and really hone in on those initial questions that content creators within the first four years of the business are asking and what they're looking to do during that time. And so, you know, building that customer persona is a fantastic step. So I'm glad you brought that up for sure. Um, so moving into, you know, what is your client trying to achieve? So there's a lot of different ways that you can measure this. You know, it's it's revenue, it's app signups, it's website traffic, it's brand re- recognition, it's just, you know, overall recognition, exposure. So there's a lot of different ways that you could take this with your client you know, and I really love to do this stuff, whether on the phone or in person, because this is a, the start to a much bigger conversation. And so I think having this conversation in, in the beginning also shows a lot of maturity of like, hey, I'm here for the bigger picture. I'm not just looking for, you know, a one off video where I just grab a red camera, shoot it, send it over to you and say, hey, great, let's do that again, because that's not going of lead to a long term su- success. So it's, It's you preparing to be as invested in your client's business as they are, right? So sitting down with them, learning about their company, learning about the problems they're trying to solve, trying to figure out what kind of marketing strategies they've done so far and what has worked for them. You know, like you don't need to start from the ground up. You don't need to reinvent any tools here. The Chances are your client has been in business for a while you know, cause they have money to build out these videos and there's things that are working for them. So you definitely want to start there and build off of those with your strategy going forward. You do not need to reinvent the wheel just because you are a new creative coming in with a new strategy doesn't mean you need to blow their minds. It just means that you need to have a really clear, sustainable uh, strategy that would net them results. That is the biggest thing is results, you know, their return on investments and the results they're gonna get. So once you figure out what's worked well for them, then you got to dive into what hasn't worked well for them, you know, like talk about all of their failures, you know, in the nicest way of like, you know, where are you coming up short? You know, like what is not working out? Like, what is the messaging that you're portraying through your marketing advertisements that is not getting to your customer? You know, so figure out what those strengths and those weaknesses are for your client. So you can embed that knowledge into your marketing uh, and to your video creatives and strategy going forward.
0: And JJ, are these questions? Are you asking these just in relevance to their creative, their online branding, their their marketing strategy, or is this relevant to their overall services or again products as well?
1: Yeah. So I start with being as high level as possible because you could definitely break these down into different varying levels. So I start high level, you know, what is working at that macro level and what isn't working. And then show me some campaigns that you've previously run. Show me some videos that you previously made. Show me what you liked about this, what you didn't like. What are the results of this video? Are those results good for you? Or do you want more than those results? You know, and then you can start diving in into specific things. Once you understand the bigger scope of the business for your client, Um, so it's, it's really, you need to be able to bring it all together. Uh, and you know, we've talked about this a lot in the past too. It's, you know, once you get to the stage of show me a campaign, show me what you like, show me what you don't like, and then start to show me what your competitors are doing. Show me what you like about what your competitors are doing. Are are the results that your competitors getting, you know, good for you, you know, as that's essentially a, a baseline or metric for you to measure for your industry is like, Hey, are similar people accomplishing the goals that you want to accomplish? Because if so, that means you can possibly do that yourself. But if you look at a competitor and they're getting, you know, maybe half of what you want to get, then you need to be maybe a little bit more realistic with the way you're scoping out your goals. So you need to understand, you know, what the client's doing at that macro level what they're doing at the micro level on a campaign by campaign basis, and then what's happening in in the market and their competitive landscape of who are these players, you know, what platforms are they dominating? What platforms are they underutilizing, You know, what are they doing really well? What are they doing bad? How can we take a competitive advantage over them with this strategy going forward? y'all it is
0: time for our ad break of the day today is brought to you by our season sponsor the one the only epidemic sound i'm sure y'all folks have already heard of them but if you haven't they are a platform for royalty-free licensed music and sound effects not only that but they have multiple plans available to fit any level of creative whether you're looking for a commercial plan or a personal plan they've got you covered with the personal plan started at only 15 dollars a month you get access to over 30,000 songs refreshed weekly and over 60,000 sound effects not only this but your content is still cleared to use even if you cancel your subscription and with the commercial plan at $50 a month geared towards freelancers and small businesses, you're able to get content cleared and music cleared for commercial clients and you get unlimited ad spend. What more could you ask for? Sign up for Epidemic Sound today and get two months free by using the link in our bio at learn videography or found in our show notes. So JJ, tell us, you know, how do you start establishing these measurable goals and making sure they're, you know, really clearly defined with your clients, you know, setting up this, this strategy for, you know, kind of, uh, effectively, um, operating, um, this long-term, uh, retainer package with them.
1: Yeah. You know, so this is really important to manage those expectations from the beginning. You know, it's, it's unrealistic to think that you can make one video and then you're going to boost their sales by 50% for the next year. Most of the time that just doesn't happen. And so this is also where you can start to build out that long-term package, you know, and, uh, be really realistic with it. But I think the first question is always budget because you know, budget just factors into so much of what you're able to do. So it's, it's what are your goals and what budget do you have to achieve these goals? And once we know those two answers, then we can start to map out you know, a long-term strategy that factors in that budget. And so if you came to me, Kyle, and you're like, hey, I have $5,000 for my business and I want to grow my business. I want to grow the revenue of my business. It's an online shoe business and I want to make more money. Well, then instead of saying, great, we'll make one video for $5,000, I'll say, all right, well, let's build out a plan for the next six months You know, and $5,000 is not a lot of money, so we're going to do our best to spread this out and make as as many videos as we think we need to accomplish the goals that we have in place, you know, and, and that's different for everybody, and, you know, one of the things that you don't need to do here is you don't need to, you know, bring out, you know, uh you know, a 12K camera, and all of the latest special effects (laughs) and VFX to shoot these commercials. Like, there are a million different ways to do that. It really depends on your strategy, you know? And so many videos today are literally just talking heads or people recording themselves on their phones. You know, and I'm not saying you do that, but I'm just saying the scope here is unlimited. What's important here is the strategy that you have in place and to make sure that that's staying true to what you're trying to accomplish. So you gotta be creative at this stage. You say, okay, let's look out six months in advance, you know, and understand that the company is at this place and based on the market and your competitors, uh, you know, this is what's realistic. And to understand, you know, some goals that you wanna achieve. So maybe the for the first one month, for the first month, uh, you say, I would like to see, you know, a 10% increase in sales. I think that's pretty realistic. I think you could, you know, start with that goal, you know, because you don't want to start with, you know, hey, we're going to boost your sales by 50% in the first month because when you don't do that, you might just get your contract canceled right then and there. So you got to be very realistic. And I just personally, I like to take this as conservative as possible. And I just like to start with smaller goals or very small goals that we know that we can obtain uh, personally because we've done it before. And so, you know, one of the things that I like to do is say, all right, well, what what goal do you think is within reach? Like right now, you know like what goal do you think you can accomplish in this next month, right? And start with that. And so maybe they say, you know, within this next month, we want to have a clear marketing system in place where, uh, you know, once we put together this video, we have a clear marketing funnel that brings this person from the video to the landing page to submitting their email address into our system, and creating an automated response. Right. So even in the first month, you don't even need you know to boost sales or whatever. You just need to help them visualize what this marketing strategy is and to take those baby steps to building a long-term, sustainable you know, marketing engine for that business, right? So we'll go back to how to build out these goals. So six months, $5,000. You know, understanding that people want content fresh content, you know, on a, a weekly, bi-weekly, especially monthly basis, you wanna break down these videos very small. Uh, and you wanna start with, you know, teaching people about who your business is, who who are these people, you know, show them the personal side, you know, and then you wanna start talking about the products that they have, the problems they're solving, right? And start to make it relatable to that customer. You wanna make those videos, those advertisements, you know, you want them to live on the platform that these customers live on. You know, you want them to be highly engaging. Uh, and you know what we said in previous episodes is you want them to provide value to your targeted customers, right? And so, um, you know, when we think about this from a video marketing standpoint, we're like, okay, well, we don't know what's going to work yet. So in these beginning stages, I like to do what I call A-B testing or what we call A-B testing, you know, where you put together... One creative but you shoot it a couple different ways it's very simple you don't need to drastically change all the lighting and everything you just change the messaging within this to start to see what's working and so you got to think about the beginning of the process as you're starting you're at the beginning stages of this large funnel right and you got to just start to put out some feelers you got to put some chum in the water you got to throw some lines in the water for my fishing analogy and start to see if anything's biting right? Right. Right. And so this is where you want to start wide. You want to start with more content than less at this, uh, this beginning stage to start to see if anything is getting more engagement than another. Right. And so go for it. Uh,
0: you know, when you're looking at creative and ad spend and kind of these two different lanes, like where, where do you tend to, to see, you sacrifice more of you know you know there's always budget's always going to be an issue right like creative's always going to want more um, marketing team's always going to want more so where do you recommend kind of allocating more of that money towards is it the creative side you know trying to I guess make it pop or have a little bit more of that pizzazz that's gonna you know catch the viewer's eye or is it having you know that couple extra hundred dollars to to get it in front of you know a couple thousand other faces.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. The goal here, Kyle, is to give them a video and marketing infrastructure that they can scale. What do I mean by that? I mean that you need to help them identify and and create marketing assets that are successful at the small stage. And once you do that, then you can pour unlimited money into that asset and it will continue to deliver value and results no matter how much marketing money you put into it. I mean? so the goal here is to identify as many of those pieces as possible so once the business is ready to throw a lot of advertising money in that they already have the assets in play they already have the strategy in play they can just simply increase their budgets and start to scale the results so that's really the goal here is you want to put out these marketing assets into the world per their marketing strategy, and you wanna start evaluating them based on their metrics of you know, views, interactions, uh, click-through rates, if they're going onto your landing page, if they're submitting their emails, or whatever those marketing goals that you have in place. You know. And once you start to see that one of your advertisements is starting to take off and those rates are much higher for that piece, then you can start to say, here, I, I think people are reacting positively to this approach let's start making more content around this approach. Let's start making more content in the similar vein of this approach and let's keep on, you know, going in this direction and and let's see how much we can take it because um you know, like even if you start to see success in the early stage, you can always improve that success. And and yeah. you want to follow up on that success. And so, you know, when I'm going to take this back for a second, when I'm just looking at business ideas, you know, there's there's a business strategy that founders have. It's called product promise fit. And essentially what that is or the goal of that is when you're thinking about launching new ideas, you want to maybe put three ideas into the universe and put marketing money between all three of those ideas. And you want to see if one of those ideas hits. You want to see really strong above average click through rates, viewing rates, engagement rates. You want to see that if there is something that you put out to the universe, that that is succeeding, you know? And you can't do that if you only have one video out there. You can't do yeah. that if your your assets are very limited. And so that's why, you know, you got to start to build more strategy, more creative assets, more videos for this company, and to have them buy in on that long-term success. Remember, you're building a long-term relationship. They need to be ready to be, to enter into this relationship with you. And they need to, uh, know how to manage their goals their success, and their expectations properly and if you're able to do this, that means you're setting yourself up for a really long term client that retainer client that that client that you're making one two three videos a month for you know you're helping them run everything and before you know it you're then that client's secret weapon of like hey you know this dude he makes or this girl they make two videos a month for us. And these videos are now generating, you know, over $5,000 in revenue for us. And we're at the point now where we're not only making new content, but we're throwing a lot more money behind these videos because they're making us so much money. And if you can get to that point with your client, man, you know, like you can do so much with that. You can leverage that success story to reach more. uh, And at the very least you have that long-term client that gives you that cushion now as a content creator of like, Hey, you know, we got something going on for long-term here and I can start to plan on that money coming in, in the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So Kyle, now we have a marketing strategy in place. You know, we have our competitive analysis. We have everything that we need to know to start building videos, right? We want to start uh, shooting these videos. Uh, How do you approach working with your clients, your brands for the first time to build out the creatives for those videos?
0: Right. So this is where, you know, having a strategy session comes into play. So really sitting down and getting the understanding of their vision for the project. You know, obviously we're considering and and implementing all these other all this other information into this strategy session. So we're considering again, you know, who our competitors are, who our target audience, our, our customer avatar is, all that's built into consideration in this conversation, but you know, it begins with what is their vision for the project? And this is where developing a treatment and a mood board and a storyboard comes into play. So, you know, using visual resources, starting to get an understanding of past commercials that that they've done or that they've seen that they really enjoyed um, taking in understanding, you know, what are the creative elements and assets that they really enjoy And then what are the elements and assets you think you need um, to effectively tell their story? So again, you know, is it a brand in a business that, you know, is very happy and hopeful and colorful, you know, so maybe it needs to be more um, well lit, commercially vibrant um, and uplifting. Whereas, you know, maybe if it's a a luxury um, watch brand, you know, it might be something more um, moody and adventurous. Um, so really understanding again, kind of the, the brand, the messaging and, and the story that they have kind of envisioned and they want to tell. Um, but then, you know, considering again, the elements as they pertain. So again, like who actually is their, their, um, their avatar, um, and catering going back
1: to that marketing strategy, catering, the creative true to that.
0: Exactly. You know, because part of it, you know, part of it is, yes, you want to have a creative concept and an idea, um, you know, that's going to catch attention and draw in viewers. But if you draw in hundreds of thousands of viewers, but it's the wrong target, uh, the wrong audience, you know, it does nothing for your clientele. So that's why it's so, so important to make sure that the creative really complements um, the strategy in regards to, you know, all the research that was done to lead up to this, um, pre-production planning.
1: Right. You got to remember that with your creative, it's meant to accomplish goals, right? So the goal here is, is most likely not just to get as many views as possible. The goal here is to, to engage with an audience that will deliver the results that you're looking to deliver. You know and so sometimes that calls for not having the flashiest video not having you know the most insane depth of field It it just calls for speaking to that audience and telling them to click on that dang button so you can get those results you know and so there's so many different ways to do this but again the goal here is is to make sure that you're building creative that is accomplishing the goals that you want to accomplish um kyle talk to me about like different platforms you know say my client really wanted to have a strong presence on Facebook, Instagram, and let's say TikTok. Are you delivering different formats for your client for each of those platforms? So they're natively, you know, optimized for each, or are you just giving them that one 1920 by 1080 video file and then having them <laughs> embedded there and making do with what you can do? Um. <laughs> De- definitely not the second part
0: um unless i i guess you know unless i am just hired solely to shoot Um, however, you know, that's, that's always something, again, this is where you can push a client into becoming a retainer client, you know? So if you notice that someone's just hiring you for shooting and they're failing to effectively market their brand, this is where you can pitch yourself in and and get that bigger client or that bigger package. Um, but it's always the first one, JJ, you know, it's every platform, has a different style and has a different audience that lives there. And so the content needs to be catered that way. Um, again, as you mentioned earlier, you know, with split a and B testing, you know, that needs to be done with your videos as well. There needs to be testing done. You know, you can try using different cover images. You can try, um, utilizing different music or different edits, um, you know, different variations. You really want to see what's going to work the best because again, each audience is a bit different on each platform. Um, again, you know, TikTok, I think, tends to skew a bit younger. Um, the content there is a bit more fun, playful, very, very fast and quick action. Um, Instagram, you know, is a bit more of that kind of professional, I guess, cinematic style. Um, and Facebook, I think, you know, it tends to skew a bit to the older crowd. So, again, you know, there's. There's going to be different styles that you have to cater that to. And as well as you mentioned JJ, the formatting. so so again you know um, you're going to have something that is going to have a bit more of a priority in regards to um, the, the vertical format with TikTok um, whereas you can have you know you can utilize more of a, a 1080 um, typical footage um, for Facebook and Instagram Instagram square, but you know you can still kind of fit that in there for the most part.
1: Yeah, I, I love that you brought all of this up. You know, I think one of the biggest things that I want to say here is you want to start really small with your client. So instead of saying, I think from the beginning, let's do something for all platforms, I would urge you to say, let's just do it really well for Instagram or whatever platform that you want in the beginning. And let's, you know, just test the waters there and let's find that formula for the Instagram. And then we can. Break out into other platforms once we're more comfortable with that, you know. But it can quickly get overwhelming if you're promising uh, your client success and all all platforms at the same time, all three, four, five platforms, because it's it just gets to be too much, especially in the early stages with like a first-time client. I would hold back on saying, you know, I'm going to create one asset that's going to go Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. LinkedIn, and they're going to perform all exceptionally great on all of those platforms because all platforms are different. You need to build kind of content differently for, you know, the different audiences on different platforms and to what Kyle was saying, the different formats, the different engagement styles, the different, you know, flashy stuff that maybe works on TikTok, but doesn't work on LinkedIn. So stay very specific in the early stages. Stay very true to your audience and just one platform and get that right and get that asset ready to scale for that company. And then you can say, all right, now we can start dipping our toes in TikTok and some of these other markets once we build that. But this also, this strategy, not only helps you set your client up for success, but it, it gets a longer term play for you and your client because it's like, hey, we're gonna spend the first three to six months just nailing Instagram. And then once we start to nail Instagram, then we're going to focus on your second highest priority, which is maybe TikTok. And we're going to start building that up too. And so during that time, yeah, we'll keep with Instagram because we already have a formula there. And now we're going to start creating that formula for TikTok. So again, this is how you can leverage your uh, your situation and, and to put yourself into a place where you have that long, long-term client, which is fantastic. And so uh, going back to shooting, shooting these creatives, you know, thinking about, um, you know, that we have a limited budget here because we always have limited budgets. You know, Kyle, what are some ways maybe you and I can just list out some cool marketing videos that we've seen in the past just to highlight the fact of all the different types of marketing videos that you can make and, and that you don't need a million dollars to do this. And so I'll kind of start off by listing a couple. And so uh, on Facebook, you know, we have the videos where someone's just talking to our camera and they're walking through the office. Literally just talking and saying, hey, click on this button below if you want a free training. You know, so we see those videos. What's a favorite video of yours, Kyle? Or not a favorite, but just, you know, the most popular video that you're seeing out there.
0: Um, yeah, I would have to say, um, Dr. Squatch Soap, uh, or, um, <laughs> Old, Old Spice. I love those commercials or, um, the Dollar Shave Club. I love those commercials yeah. where they're, again, as you kind of mentioned, sometimes it's, they're walking through a platform or again, it's like, it starts in close on their face and it slowly zooms out. And there's just like so much craziness going on all within this single frame, but it's just super organic and fun and, and on brand. Again, I think dr squatch does incredibly well with their marketing in, in regards to that you know they're they're just super on brand uh really really funny and and super relatable
1: yeah the dallas shave club is definitely a very successful example of how a video can skyrocket a company um you know like th- there's a lot of other styles too though there's you know, just someone sitting at their computer and even sh- sharing their screen to show them what they're going to learn or what their product does, or, you know, just uh, featuring the product within that video uh, in 30 seconds and say, click here to learn more to click here to sign up, you know, so there's that kind of route. Um, you know, what other routes we have, we have, you know, just sitting uh, a talking head in front of a white screen or, you know, a color back backdrop or at the office, just kind of talking about, you know, what they're trying to achieve. Uh, what kind of other styles do we have, Kyle?
0: Lifestyle content. So we, I, I'm lifestyle, sure we've all yep. seen that that uh, that classic commercial, whether it's um, a luxury watch, perfume, uh, clothing brand. You know, seeing someone kind of living out that lifestyle. You know, I think some of my favorite lifestyle content comes from uh, Adidas, uh, Nike, Under Armour. Um, you know, some of their just uh, super quick cut commercials um, showcasing just a, an athlete. Um, and again, it's just very, very on point on brand, um, and really enjoyable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the point of this is that there's so many ways that you can build this content. So going back to your strategy, what is going to work for your audience, your target audience on this platform and start to, uh, and start to experiment with a couple of these strategies. You know, if, uh, again, we want to get as many lines in the water as possible. And so, you know, If you have uh, a CEO that you're working with that is really engaging and, and has a lot of interactions and would be good on camera, maybe just start by having you know a simple talk and have with him or have him record himself and then you save a lot of money on that video. You keep it really short and simple and sweet and then maybe you spend a little bit more money on them, maybe a higher production value, maybe like a lifestyle video for their brand or a product video for their brand. And you put both of those out into the water, you know, 15, 30 second spots to see what direction gets more engagement, to see what's working better with your audience, you know. So, again, start with, you know, providing several different options uh, to see what is going to start to be a more successful path for you so you can factor that into building creatives going forward. Uh, And another thing that I really like to do is say you have a shooting day for a lifestyle video. You know, if there's any other type of content that I can create in between takes or at lunchtime or anything else for that brand that we can reuse in marketing assets, I try to get it right then and there. So if we're on set creating a lifestyle video, yep, yep. Uh, maybe at lunchtime, I'll take the CEO uh, aside and just shoot a talking head video of him talking about why people need to sign up right now, you know, or just have him pull out the product and just shoot him interacting with the product and walking, you know, around or something, you know, so like be really creative with how much can you provide for this client to blow them out of the water, to provide them with the results that you need to continue with this long term client. Uh, You know, of course you need to manage expectations. You can't just go out and shoot 10 videos for them because that's not what they're paying you for. But the goal here is to approach your shooting, your budgeting at a really smart level so you can say, all right, with this one shoot date, we can accomplish the next four videos for the next two months and then just spend most of our time editing those videos to make sure that we get those videos where they need to be. But because we had that one shoot date, we have enough content to prepare us and empower us throughout these next couple of months.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just making sure to get, you know, different variations again, like if you're doing like a, again, if you're working like a fitness brand, you know, and you, you get a shot with, Um, a female, and maybe it's a scene at the gym and she's working with some of the dumbbells. Well, sub in and get the shot with the male there as well. Just really, really quick. You know, even if it's not on the shot list, having these things is, is super beneficial. And, and again, also consider, um, you know, if you're taking on a client for the first time, be careful with, um, you know, taking on a project and they want to do like a holiday special. And that's all the kind of content you shoot, you know, again, you want to make sure that you're putting a high emphasis on shooting evergreen content. So content that they can use five years down the road or any season, any time you want to put a big emphasis on that. So again, you can really make it as effective and efficient for their business as possible when it comes to the marketing strategy. Um, you know, if you shoot something for, um, a fitness brand, but everyone's kind of, you know, buffled in all these, um, you know, coats and super heavy clothing, well, that content can't be used for summer and spring season. Um, you know, they're, they're, kind of out of luck with that content there. So again, just kind of keep these things in mind when again, you're developing and going through this strategy. And as that leads up to your actual shoot day.
1: Yeah, 100%. I, I love that. Uh, you know, I think it's also important to try to shoot content that in the editing room, you can repurpose a million different ways. You know, like if you just get beautiful product shots and some people using the product in many different ways and just have all of that raw footage, well, then in the editing room, you can make a million variations out of it until you find something that really works. You know, so at this stage where you're building up this long-term relationship, you need to think so much more than just that one video. You need to think about, well, how many videos can we make by this one shooting day, by capturing all these assets? How many different things that I, can I put together for this client in the editing room? to not only build more hours, but to get them, you know, more results that way too. So, um, again, you got to be thinking about this from a long-term situation of, you know, how can I power this client for their video needs for the long-term? That's That's the big thing here.
0: Yeah, right there with you, JJ. And before we kind of continue, wanted to give a pause for our question of the day. This question comes from Levi from Los Angeles. Um, For those of you who would like to submit a question to be answered, send us a message on Instagram at learn videography, include your name, location and your question, uh, and we'll be sure to get back to you. But for now, let's get into Levi's question. Hey, JJ, it's Levi from Los Angeles. Um, how do you identify potential retainer clients that need consistent work for long-term success?
1: Thank you so much, Levi, for your question. Uh, it's a fantastic one. It's it's stuff that, you know, that we're still trying to perfect ourselves, but it, it is definitely a question that you should be asking yourself. And that is, you know, how do you identify potential retainer clients that need consistent work for long-term Ooh. success? So essentially, you know, when prospecting for new clients, you know, how do you identify people that need long-term video assets, you know, that, that you can immediately approach of setting them up for a long-term strategy because some people, uh, some businesses, they just don't need that, you know? So it's, if you can learn how to identify these clients in the early stages to add them to your prospecting stage of leads, it could really help you. And so, uh, I guess I'll quickly start Kyle and then you can follow up, but what I look for with, uh, finding and identifying long-term clients is, uh, they need to have a strong social presence. They need to be utilizing that in some way. And so uh, I'll definitely start on social media, uh, most likely go to Instagram and look at their feed and see, you know, what type of content they're putting out, the consistency that they're putting that content out, the engagement that they're getting to see that they, if they have any kind of success already with this, you know, because I think it's important to identify people that know that this medium can be successful because it just saves you so much from having to pitch them and and to change their mind of hey I don't need to invest in this because it's not successful. So if someone is already on Instagram putting out consistent content that's getting, you know, results on a consistent basis, then they already know the value of video and that pitch to them is actually a little bit more easier. So I like to start from the beginning with just evaluating the social feeds, seeing the consistency that they're putting out these videos, the types of videos that they're putting out, and to make sure that I could deliver videos that are more impactful, that more engaging, or whatever for them going forward. Like if I were to go to, you know, Nike's channel, obviously they're they're going to be putting out some insane videos, um, uh, insane high production value. I would just probably rule that like out of reach, right? You want to identify people that you think that you can go in and step up everything that they're doing and take it to the next level, but it's within reach for you. Like, you know, so you got to definitely manage expectations there.
0: Yeah. 100% JJ. Um, And kind of building off of that, you know, I think for myself um, there's a couple different routes you can go. And so what I consider, and at least my opinion, you know, a bit more of the, um exciting adventurous um unknown and, and creatively um inspiring is you know kind of hopping onto as you mentioned uh, Instagram Facebook these different platforms and looking for e-commerce brands um and ones um you know and again this this is kind of just for me specifically kind of living within the lifestyle adventure um or fitness space Um, And then personal brands as well, or, you know, people that have a big personal brand. Um, These are people that are going to be developing um, products, um, additional services, um, clothing lines, Mm -hmm. different things like that. And so they're going to be wanting supplements. Yeah, they're going to be wanting things marketed for them. And so I think that's a great. Um, great, great resource and a great people that you can uh, reach. Now, another way you can go about it, and this is looking more towards the local market right here um, in your area, is the people that really depend and are constantly working with the community. Um, So, you know, the hospitals, um, doctors offices, dentist offices, uh, gyms, people like this, they depend on the community. They need to be engaged with the community. The community needs them. You know, it's, it's kind of a trans uh, <laughs> it's an equal relationship, a transition of services or products, what have you. But um, you know, I think hospitals are, are a great one that you can reach out to, you know, they're going to constantly want to have marketing um, and they're going to, again, want to have a good face and presence in the community. This is going to be the same with a lot of restaurants as well. Um, again, you know, yep, a great sure. client of mine here in the Orlando, uh, Florida areas, Jeremiah's ice, you know, they do a ton with the community. And so they're always needing, uh, good marketing material you know, to kind of put out there and make sure they have a good presence on uh, social platforms.
1: Are they an ice company?
0: So they make Italian ice, um, which is kind of a variation between gelato um and actual ice cream but it's kind of its own thing um it was developed up in the northeast Uh, i'm sure you had it actually um up there in new york um but it was yeah developed in new jersey originally but um yeah this guy named jeremiah um kind of developed his own um version of it um was originally from up there and then brought it down to florida um and now it kind of lived out here and was developed a bunch and now they're franchising and, and just they're actually like I think like top three or top five, um, fastest growing franchises in the U S. Um, so it's pretty, wow. pretty cool. They're, they're blowing up like crazy, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. I,
1: I want to stay on this for a second because I think this is a good example of, you know, when a, a client approaches you and they have a product or a service that isn't like insane or like, isn't like a Nike shoe or something like that, like Italian ice, you know, like, or ice, like how how do you build? Yeah. (laughs) How do you, how do you build like really good videos or creative? Like, how do you help this company succeed in like something that isn't really sexy?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think again, it's, it's just everything we've talked about in this episode, you know, I mean, one it's, it's, you know, getting creative as creative as possible, you know, coming in, trying to develop something as exciting and as fun as possible, but also being realistic about it. Right. Again, understanding that this is a business they have to work within certain limitations in regards to budget. Um, it has to be appropriate. Again, they're a very family friendly and and family friendly um oriented business. Um, so we're not going to be making anything that's like super mature content. You have to understand that, um, upfront, um, again, understanding the exact the actual target demographic, um, the area we live within as well, you know, so how we're going to market and present Italian ice in Florida is extremely different from how they're doing it in the Northeast. Um, And so just taking Mm, all those all those things into account, you know, when you're developing the content. But again, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's it's making sure that it's fun. It's exciting. and, And the big thing we've put a big emphasis on is that again you know it's it's community re- and family re- related right like we want to make the content feel very warm and welcoming um and so that's kind of been a big emphasis and push with everything we've been uh, uh you know developing for them uh so far since uh, July
1: I love it do you mind quickly kind of giving us like your fr- favorite creative concept that you've done for them so far just so people can see how you know you take a company like an ice company and can do some really cool stuff for it
0: yeah so i mean i think one of the ones I'm I'm really the, the probably the one I'm most excited about um, we've been developing. It's taken some time um, is we're developing a franchise um, brand piece here for them. So essentially, this is going to be a commercial that's very niched and specifically targeted towards people that are looking to actually franchise a business. Um, mm-hmm. And so we started shooting this in July, and this has been part of the feature of all the content we've shot is interviewing current, um, people that are franchising the company as well as, um, you know, high up, uh, corporate entities, you know, um, like, um, Devin, you know, he's been like my, my main point of contact shouts to Devin. If you're listening to this, um, <laughs> he's uh head of brand strategy. And so, um, having different, like people like that, um, talking, um, so we've got a mixture of talking head, but then again, through that, we're also just showcasing like who the brand is, right? So this whole, the whole yeah. point of this commercial is, showcasing and making someone understand entirely who a brand is and why you should invest you know hundreds of thousands of dollars into this company you know so it's it's really yeah. really exciting video to make because again you know you have a couple minutes to get across all these feelings and emotions but also uh the the hard, the cold, hard facts of, you know, how, how is this a successful business? Can you make it successful in your area? Does it make sense for you and you, and you know what you're trying to do with uh, your money, et cetera. So yeah, it's been, been really exciting.
1: Love it. Love it. Thank you for sharing that with us. You know, as we continue to like wrap up this episode, I th- want to quickly hit on some of the terminology and vocab that you should understand uh, as a video marketer so that way you can feel more comfortable and confident going into these conversations uh, with your clients and to also understand what each marketing platform can do and, and help you uh, with and and how you can set up your clients for success with each of those and so Um, let's start with Facebook and Instagram ads first. So uh, these two are the same now, uh, right? So you can build out Facebook ads that will deliver on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just build out Instagram ads uh, just by promoting a post, but they will also be shown on Facebook as well. So those are a similar advertising network, right? So within these ads, we have a cost per action. So uh, let's say that cost per action is a, a download right? So you can look up on different industries, you know, what the average cost per app download may be for Instagram to use as your baseline going forward to start to figure out what kind of metrics or goals you're going to set in place. So you have a cost per action, you have a learn more button, uh, you have a shop. Now you have a lot of different buttons and ways that you can incorporate, uh, you know, that call to action within your video strategy within Instagram and Facebook, right? You also have conversion metrics in place. So one of the big things with Instagram and Facebook marketing is you can have a tracking code that's embedded onto your online website, which is called a Facebook pixel, right? And so what happens is, is you go set up your Facebook account, your ad manager account, they will give you a tracking code. You take that tracking code, you put it into your client's website if they don't already have it installed. And that way you can track from a click on Facebook to a conversion or a purchase on the client's website. And so Facebook and Instagram then say, it took $10 to get one conversion or one purchase at this. And that allows you to have very clear tracking in place. And I actually wouldn't do anything unless. You had this tracking in place because you need to be able to clearly measure these goals for your clients so if a client comes to you and says hey I want to make more money but I don't have any kind of conversion tracking in place to like a Facebook pixel or Google Ads or anything then I would say well that's the first thing that we need to do is we need to get your marketing inf- infrastructure set up to the point where you can clearly report your purchases and conversions because otherwise I can't help you because you don't even know how much money I'd be making. You kind of thing. Yeah. So again, you really got to have that that marketing um, infrastructure in place, uh, and to not set it up for your client, but to understand what it is, so you can tell your client, "Is this in place? Are you tracking this?" You know. So that way you can you know set up these goals successfully in the beginning. Uh, another thing that you can do is say you have a client that has thirty thousand people on the email list. Well, you can take that email list, import it into Facebook and build an audience around that email list. So you can even just market to that audience. So what it does is Facebook will look up all the emails and attach it to Facebook profiles. And that way you're delivering ads directly to that, the people on that advertising list, right? So it's like, uh, for example, if I wanted to remarket to someone, so someone uh, signed up to my newsletter right? but they never purchased anything yet so they sign up to a newsletter so I'm going to take all 30,000 of my newsletter signups put it on into an ad uh, a Facebook advertising campaign with the hopes of remarketing to them and putting a product in front of them that they will then buy so they're not so this is like they're not learning about our brand for the first time because they already know about us because they already uh, you know found us out through our newsletter they're already in Interested in that type of content, and so now I'm going to follow up with a remarketing campaign Which I think would be really well for that type of user to get them to convert right, So you right. can use your email marketing list within Facebook to build out your audiences You can also use your email list within Facebook to build lookalike audiences So what this means is say you have 10,000 emails on your email list Facebook will attach those emails to Facebook profiles and then will aggregate all the data of who these people are and will build lookalike audiences of people they think are very similar to the people on your email list and market to them as well. So it's another really strong tactic for building out remarketing lists, lookalike audiences to kind of expedite, uh, you know, your targeting because your targeting is just so much when you're looking at paid advertising and who you're actually going after. And this can kind of give you a jumpstart there. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that I love to do is, uh, I love to push as much organic interaction and engagement to my uh, promoted post as possible as well. You might say, well, this kind of defeats the purpose because people you're paying for that or those organic people to click on your post, but in reality what it does is it helps out al- algorithm see that hey people are really liking this people are engaging with this. this is valuable content and so th- it's gonna make it a higher priority in terms of serving uh, you know ads to those types of people and if you're pushing relevant users to that product offering and they're commenting they're liking they're sharing then th- it's gonna help the algorithm also understand who that audience is and kind of boost it up so if you can give it an organic boost your advertisements on social That goes a long way. So I would definitely recommend that. Uh, You can also use Facebook to capture email addresses, just a simple learn more form where it's, they have like an embedded lead forms now that you can use on Facebook. And so you can simply say, you know, if you're interested in learning more, enter your name, your location, your email, and then you'll start to build those lead forms that you can then remarket to as well. So Facebook and Instagram, they're a very powerful marketing tool that you can utilize in a million different ways. Um, you know, you have like carousel uh, advertisements where you can show many products and videos at once. You have a single uh, advertisement where you just feature an image or a video uh, in, in a lot of different ways. So I encourage you to make yourself familiar with this platform uh, so you can utilize it and leverage it for not only your clients, but your own personal and your own business work going forward. Um, so that's Facebook, Instagram, anything that you want to add in there before I hop over to Google AdWords really quick.
0: Um, I mean, I, I think my last point would just be, you know, be prepared to invest money to make money. You know, I think from my experience, the biggest thing I've found, you know, with Facebook, um, specifically, you know, unless you're using, $350 $350 to $500 or more, you know, you're not really going to see a ton of results on the ad. Um, I'm not sure if you've mm-hmm. you've had a different experience, JJ, but, you know, just think, you know, this is something you need to have to keep in mind for yourself, as well as something that needs to be happened, you know, in the early conversations, in the dialogue with the client, you know, is they need to understand that it will take money to make money. So that, that needs to be understood when we're trying to make an investment towards this ad spend, you know, if a client's only giving you $50, you can't go promising them success with running these ads because, you know, I mean, you need way more than $50 just to do some initial testing and experimenting to see what's actually even working, you know, so really understand that it, it takes money to make money.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Kyle. And this is something that you need to approach with your client in the beginning stages. It's, you know, when I budget out these long-term clients, I even give them a suggested uh, marketing budget that they should have in addition to paying me. So what I would say is, uh, you know, it's going to cost $1,000, you know, for this first video, and you're going to need to spend $500 to start promoting this first video for it to even be a success. And you, and you manage those expectations in the beginning because uh, the fact of the matter is, is this this stuff is hard. You know, getting these advertisements going and, and having them work and bringing you back more money than you spend is hard. It takes a while to build. And you can't just say, I'm going to throw $100 at it and we're going to get the results that we need, especially if this is a first time client that is advertising through paid advertising for the first time. It takes way more than that, you know, and so... Some of the clients that I've worked with, we spent a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars just to really perfect our online advertising to the point where we can start to actually bring in that money uh, more than we're spending and having that positive return on investment. You know, so this has to be part of the conversation early on with your client: is Hey, are you prepared to? You know, do you have the the marketing budget? to supplement and complement these videos that we're making for you so we can make sure that they're going to be successful. You can't just say, I'm going to spend $700 on this video and then I'm going to spend $100 to market each video because that's just not going to do it. If that's the case, you need to be able to look at your organic and all all the things that you can do for free to see if that's going to be success and factor that into your goals because paid marketing at that point with that limited budget really won't be a success for you. So that's a fantastic point. Thanks for bringing that up. Let's just quickly move into Google AdWords for our last section of the day and then we'll wrap up this segment Uh, So Google AdWords at a high level what it allows you to do is pay per click for a search term so say that you want to Capture the traffic in Orlando for everyone that is searching for a wedding videographer, right? so what that looks like is with Google you can see in their keyword planner wedding videographer and how much people are paying for that search term right so maybe on average that search term costs you one dollar for every click that people click on and go to your website for wedding videographer right and so what you can do then is you can build a campaign that is focused on a very specific term so in this term it would be wedding videographer and you can put together a list of 10 no more than 20 keywords for that term so wedding videographer in Orlando uh videographer wedding uh 4k wedding videographer you know and do a variation of keywords for that term that you're looking to capture and google has a free keyword planning tool that you can use right and be very specific with these campaigns and then say for uh this campaign i'm going to do a a budget of ten dollars a day so automatically Google is going to try and capture the traffic of everybody that is searching wedding videographer in Orlando. And once they click on that, they're going to go to your website and you're going to pay a dollar for that click or whatever it may be. And then from there, you need to rely on your website to then convert that user into reaching out to you, to booking a project and whatnot. So Google is really good at paying per click for paying for organic or paying for search terms on Google that you can capture and redirect that traffic. And this is also a really, really good platform for building scalable online marketing campaigns. So if you're really looking to build an online website for an e commerce platform or or an online brand where they're doing online sales, this is a incredibly strong platform to use to build out that Marketing channel and infrastructure for them. Of course, you can use conversion tracking with Google Analytics uh, You can you know track, you know the purchases that way you can do so much with this platform uh, And I'm just gonna leave it there because again, it's a different monster in itself You can take many many courses to learn this skill but to know in general you have two major players in the online marketing space you have Instagram and Facebook which are one and then you have Google AdWords and combined you can market to social media audiences and you can market to directly uh, audiences that are searching online for the services that you offer and kind of create more of a uh, a holistic marketing plan by bringing these two together. Um, you know, both of these uh, platforms have specialties of themselves. You know, you have Google AdWords specialists that just focus on building campaigns and building, you know really successful campaigns that return value and whatnot. And so I'm not saying that you need to be a professional in each of these and run the campaigns for your clients. I'm just saying you should be aware of this terminology. And so you can not only speak to your client, uh, you know, the way that, you know, I'm saying that you need to learn this terminology so you can speak to your client about setting up these marketing funnels so you can then deliver those assets to their marketing team to fulfill, you know, the marketing campaigns they have in place to again, build that scalable marketing infrastructure. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. I know that we didn't really talk a lot about content creation today, but this is just a very important part of building a video business in today's world where people are relying on videos to grow their businesses and to make them more money that they spend. And in order to do that, in order to build these long-term clients, you need to understand the root cause or the root purpose of what video marketing is and what videos are used for, and that is to you know, capture the goals that the clients are looking to obtain. And once you're able to speak this lingo, once you're able to think long-term, big vision stuff, you can start to create and put together much bigger deals and much bigger videos and packages that you've been working on to date. And that is one of the best ways to not only scale, but to create a healthy, sustainable video business going forward.
0: Yeah, 100%, JJ. And I think the last thing I, I just want to briefly mention here um, is also just be mindful and knowing yourself you know i mean don't this is a very very important episode and you know taking all this strategy in consideration is an extremely important and something you should be implementing but also know who you are at the end of the day you know if you know your passion is being behind the camera then you might want to consider looking to develop a partner you know find someone who loves the business side that loves the marketing side you know don't go investing hours upon hours of time you know trying to learn um you know how to do google ads as best as possible if you know you're just never really going to put the passion and the true effort into that because at the end of the day you know it really does take a ton of effort and time to really master Google ads and make sure your client is going to be seeing success. So just kind of consider those things, keep that stuff in mind as well. You know, you don't have to necessarily force yourself into becoming kind of a mastermind in all these different areas.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Kyle. I mean, guys, we're we're creators because we want to be creators, you know, like we have that creativity, we have that juice and, And that's what we love, you know, we're following this crazy passion of ours. And so if this doesn't speak to you, take Kyle's advice, you know, find someone that can help you with this, find a partner that you can bring in for your business to consult and to, to, you know, build these bigger contracts where, where you don't have to learn all this yourself, but you can still have those conversations. So, you know, figure out what you love to do, use this information that we've given you to, you know, so you can build on these techniques and bi- and bring in these bigger clients and then figure out how it fits into your business and go from there. 100%. Well, that's all we got for today, fam. Yeah. Uh, it was a fantastic episode. I-, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot from it. Uh, that's, you know, this is, again, it's difficult stuff, but if you can master this, you will be one step closer to, you know, building that bigger business. Uh, As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Learn Videography and at Industry Jump, along with myself at J.J. Englert and Kyle at Cal Visuals. Let's go. In our next episode, we'll be giving you an overview of building multiple sources of income, how you can diversify yourself as a videographer, how you can just take it to the next level in so many different ways so again it's going to be a really important episode that you definitely want to tune in for but otherwise that's all we got for you today if you haven't already make sure you check out industry jump you can make a free video portfolio it's the best place to gain exposure apply to jobs and work with new members and mentors this is run videography signing out
0: later y'all